No one looks at where the information is coming from. Under 1%, look at the citation. Prioritizing your health means that you actually have to look into things. Welcome to episode 39 of Behind the Underdogs. Today we actually don't have a guest, but we're going to be going over a recent topic that kind of flooded social media and media in general, because I actually saw this on the news and I followed up with and saw it on social media accounts like Joe Rogan and whatnot, but it's the new food pyramid known as the Food Compass. Um, There are some varying views on this, concerns to some people. Some people took a different approach, um, like Lane Norton, like you had mentioned earlier today. Um, I also reached out to a few people in the industry, coaches um, and trainers and whatnot. Um, but Dylan, what's your uh, your first take on this? Obviously, we went back and forth a little bit on this. And I think the first person I saw post about it was probably Joe Rogan. Hmm. And obviously, his caption right away was talking about how this chart or this new food guide makes it appear that Lucky Charms are more recommended or more favorable than steak. And as we all know, Joe Rogan is a big... Big steak Um, guy. (laughs) Big big meat guy in general, yeah. Yeah. Elk, um, raw liver, loves it. So obviously that one uh, was right up his alley. Uh, But then probably the next post I saw was by Lane Norton, who's one of the... Um, you know, most trusted sources when it comes to nutritional sciences. Lane Norton has a PhD in nutritional sciences. So he's kind of my go-to guy for anything I look for um, regarding a topic like this. And it was actually, I was telling you about his story. It was on his Instagram story that I first saw it and listened to his little rant. And then he ended up having that post that I sent you. And, you know, he breaks down the study and just how like dumb people are they immediately just assume they don't they don't read they don't look into it fully yeah um they don't want to understand they just want to assume which is one thing that we've learned oh yeah um and he talks about how the the categories were not meant to be compared to each other they're meant to be the foods are meant to be compared within their own category not cross category and the analogy he gives is like saying that the taking the NBA and the WNBA and saying the number one ranked WNBA player would immediately beat the number, number two. 10 or he said 10. Yeah. Uh, in the NBA, which is not true. You can't just look at him and be like, Oh, well she's number one and you know, he's number 10. So obviously she's better. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they're right. in different, different categories. It's, you're not comparing apples to apples here, which is a great and, analogy but, in my opinion. I think he, he right. nailed that a hundred percent. And that's, Essentially, you know, what's going on with this chart is people are taking categories based or foods in different categories and trying to compare them. And that's not how the chart was designed. Now, Lane obviously breaks down everything and looks at all sides of it. So he understands how it can be misinterpreted. And he does realize and acknowledge that it was poor on the, you know, food guys part there, um, author, distributor that it wasn't made very clear. It was very easy to misinterpret, but he also shit on people and said like, you know, pull your head out of your ass and look at the data presented, read it thoroughly. And you would understand this. Like people just, this this is the thing. He's a, he's a PhD, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. So he's very knowledgeable. 
intelligent on topics especially about this he's intelligent yes. as a human in general but on this top these topics especially now you take someone who's uneducated and who isn't well versed in this category they're turning to media and they're turning to sources to give them a representation of what this study means because reading it to them might not be in the cards straight up like it might not be something that they can read and be like okay this means that this means that they're, they're, they can't compare do you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. like it's, it's yeah, different yeah, I know. like and this is the problem with media nowadays is like you can't trust it like you can't find a source anymore and be like i can read this this is what this mm -hmm. means right like you look at what, what that post comes from it comes from good ranchers right i think that's what joe rogan yeah it was what joe rogan reposted was good ranchers which is a food delivery service right mm -hmm. you think a food delivery service they're in the industry they should know about these things right they should read the study they should understand it and people like joe rogan who love meat and they're going to look at that and he's going to trust it because he trusts something like that so even someone like joe rogan of his which i think he's an intelligent person i think He's very educated in a lot of different categories. Not all, just like mm -hmm. all of us, right? Uh, everybody's different, but um, I feel like that would be something that like people would trust Joe Rogan in, in something like this. And I did at first too, right? I saw that and I was like, immediately I was like, this is ridiculous. But I, I trusted the the study and, and the results from it without actually diving in on my own. And I feel like that's what people need to do nowadays is like you can't trust anything. Like you have to go in and you have to – have your own perception of a study of an article of a video like you can't just be like oh this person said that so i'm going to believe in it i mean i think that's well, like the biggest takeaway from it too. yeah like look at jordan he's got how many millions of followers you know if yeah. he reposts something like that um maybe he's a more controversial topic or controversial um personality but someone with that much influence you know post something like that people are going to see it people are going to believe it yeah um, and that was another thing Lane touched on too, was people in any study that he releases, he makes his citations one click, one click, it takes you to the study so you can see the citation, but no one looks at it. He says based like under, I think it was 1%. I forget what he said in that post under 1% of his people that view the studies that he posts or the, the studies that he republishes under 1% look at the citations. No one looks at where the information is coming from and the references like no one does their own research. They just want to, you know, look and oh yeah, that's what happened. Like they just want, they want to, they want proof that what they think is true to be true. Right, right. But and you know, yes, I, I do agree with with his side of it. But playing devil's advocate, right? When you really look at where this study's coming from, it's coming and it was released by the same institution. It's Tufts, Tufts University, which is a world renowned. Mm -hmm institution like it, it's supposed to be things that people can look at and trust right and i believe if i remember reading it the study properly and i remember remembering this correctly it was part algorithmic is that right the results were part algorithmic i believe so yeah okay so you know like this is this is like part of the problem right like when you look at something a study like that like it's not done completely by humans and when you think of algorithms right you think of social media and straight up yeah. corruption that is involved in using an algorithm right in general right mm -hmm. and when you're using this for the health of a nation of a, of a world come on right like that's not going to be the most um respected and and way to do it 
right? Like people want to see the results done by real scientists. Well, I shouldn't even say that because that's been, uh, you know, a tough topic too in recent years. Um, but when you actually look at that chart, I'm sure you've seen the chart with, mm-hmm. you know, they have to be encouraged, to be moderated, and to be minimized. Ground beef is still to be minimized. Which is unbelievable. That drives me nuts. So like, like it, yeah. And it doesn't matter like what Lane Norton's saying about the comparison. It's still ridiculous that it's to be minimized for ground beef. I yes, mean, come on. I agree. Especially from my own my own experiences and probably one of the most like another one of um another guy that I trust is Stan Efferding with mm. the vertical diet. You know, world renowned powerlifter and IFBB pro bodybuilder. And, you know, he stands behind the vertical diet. Well, what is the basis of the vertical diet? Red meat, white rice, and all your micronutrient requirements through spinach, carrots, orange juice, cover juice, that sort of thing. Um, But the foundation is red meat. Why? Because it is what he calls, and many others in the industry call, superfood. It is so nutrient-dense, like steak, ground beef, bison. It's it's the most that's why it's preferred over white meat for certain reasons obviously it's it's fattier so depending on your you know diet goals caloric needs but it's so nutrient rich it's Mm, full of vitamins and minerals riboflavin vitamin vitamin b vitamin k selenium like everything you need you can find in red meat where you you can't get that with grains you know what i mean like it so that's what what really bothers me because especially being an athlete and a an athlete with a high amount of muscle mass and to maintain that you need protein you need red meat sources like that you can't minimize that and expect to perform or maintain muscle mass like that it's, it's unbelievable i know you think i'm gonna maintain performance and muscle mass eating lucky charms and grains and legumes whatever else they recommended on there yeah and there are there are a few others that are like to be moderated and there's actually one that's in to be encouraged uh cereal frosted mini wheats which i mean which is crazy absolutely crazy just just a bunch of processed wheat and sugar that's and what honey that nut is. cereals like that's supposed to be one of the healthier cereals but still it's all processed shit you know what i mean and the fact that cereal is a breakfast food is the oh, biggest scam I know, I know. like who thinks that they should start their day with a bunch of sugar and grains and just a bunch of carbs, it's, no protein. It's, it's genius it's, from business perspective, mm-hmm. not from not from health and supplementation side of things. No, at not all. at all. Yeah. And that's the problem with our our world today. The food chain is a mess. Yeah. Um, you know, our trainers at three where where we work out at the rink, like you know, that's one thing we we talk about is that our food supply in today's day and age is ruined it's wrecked and you know what john has one rule of thumb or one of many and one of them is if it wasn't around ten thousand years ago don't eat it so that includes every most of our food nowadays but cereals absolutely not it's all just processed manufactured shit and you know you talk about what we should be eating for breakfast it's not cereal talks about eating, eating high protein, high fat, something that's going to fuel you for the day. Um, you know, sausage patties, eggs. Um, you know, it's just, it's not what's on most kids' yeah. 
plates in the morning. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And like my, my biggest concern too, like immediately when I saw this, my first perspective of it was like our younger generations and the people who are in elementary school and middle school that are in preschool and stuff like that, who actually have to follow this, this food compass, right? Cause you remember the food pyramid when we were younger, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in health class yeah. and like, they're really pushing this stuff and they're granted like there were good stuff on it, right? Like they're healthy foods. And the fact that this is now our new uh, world that we're living in, where it's like, okay, an ice cream cone with nuts is on a list of things to be moderated. Come on. Like that shouldn't be on a health, you know, a health and wellness list for, for younger generations. Like our, you look at our obesity rates in the United States, it's, it's atrocious. Right. And the fact that what, what is it in the U S it's like 40 some percent, isn't it? Yeah, I, believe, I, I don't know the exact number, so I can't really speak on it, but it is high. It's definitely high without a doubt. You can look that up if you want. Um, but like, I mean, come on, ice cream cone with nuts, almond M&Ms, canned pineapple and syrup, lucky charms, frosted mini wheats. Like wow. this is so just to, just to give the fact nationally, 41.9% of adults have obesity in the U S that's crazy. Yikes. It's absurd. Yikes. And what's what yeah, source is that look from? At it. TFH.org. State of obesity 2022. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, I, I just saw that post from that doctor. Um, I don't I don't remember his exact name, but we share his posts every once in a while. Um, I sent you one today, but he mentioned Dr. Denick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His name is? yeah. 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 So he posted James. something in yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get the exact name. Actually, can you get the, the name while I explain this? So he uh, he posted something a couple days ago, and it was like, if you can't do X amount of push-ups, if you can't do X yes. amount of pull-ups, yeah. if you can't do a mile in seven minutes, then, you know, you need to be, like, essentially, like, you need to be reconsidering your daily life habits. And, like, I, I feel think like... if he said you could do everything on the list, you're in the top 1%, he said. I'll yeah. find that... Uh that post right here. Um, but yeah, yeah, so here it is. His name, I don't know how you pronounce his last name if I'm being totally honest with you. James DiNicolantonio. Um, but he goes by Dr. James Dinick. And uh, yeah, I don't know what percent of adults could do the following, but these are good goals to aim for. Under a seven-minute mile, 25 push-ups in a row, five to 10 pull-ups, run a 5K, 10 to 15 dips in a row, Roundhouse kick head level. That one was kind of interesting. And a hundred yard dash in under 15 seconds. Yeah. 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 Functionability. Yeah. If you can do all of these, you're in the top 1%. And that, that that's is sad. Crazy. That's sad to, to believe though. Like that, those aren't that hard. 100%. I know. I know. And you yeah. look at our, you look at us. Okay. Being athletes, looking at our teams, probably just about everyone could do those. Maybe the kick, some of the flexibility, I don't know. But every one of the strength and, you know, endurance and the sprint, I think everyone on our teams could do it. So you think, oh, that's not that bad. But compared to the rest of the world, that's in the top 1%. That's scary. Right. I know. And I think, like, I I try to give it the benefit of the doubt for people. when When you really think about athletes, right? Like a lot of athletes are done after college. People who are athletes through college and then when they're done, they get a nine to five job. And that's kind of it. Like some people will continue working out, you know, routinely though, not like very effectively in terms of cardiovascular and, um, you know, strength and strength training. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they'll, you know, either cut out 
all of cardio and just strength training, which obviously isn't, <laughs> isn't a very good result if you're, you know, still going out on the weekends and eating out every night, like. Or you'll get the people that just run. They think that, oh, to stay yeah. in shape, I just need to run. They don't touch weights yeah. and then they wonder why they're not in shape. Um, yeah, there's, you know, it, like you said, it really tapers off after college. Or you could be on my dad's workout plan the week on, week off. He only works <laughs> out when he's up at north uh, on camp. He works shift work, so he'll work out on his on his shift. And then when he comes home, he's busy doing whatever, so he, there's no time. Yeah. Or he doesn't make time for it. So he uh, trains every second week. <laughs> works for him. It's better but, than nothing, uh, though, right? Oh, exactly. And he runs, lifts weights, he does everything. And then when he's home, he's so active with yard work. That's why, that's why I, we bug him, but he does work out. Um, yeah. He's not lifting weights when he's at home. But uh, yeah, we always yeah. make fun of his week on, week off workout program. Man, you'd be surprised though, like stuff like that. So so my dad, I got my dad on the whoop train now too. He he has a whoop. Oh, yeah. And, and he, so he's got a physical job. He's puts in wood floors, right? Like he does that. That's his, he has his own business. He's been doing it since he was 18 years old. Okay. He's now mm -hmm. 55. Um, and you know, I used to, I used to be a gnat to him too, right? Like he'll like, you know, come home from a long day at work or something like that. And, um, I'll be like, Oh, you lifting tonight? He's like, no, nah, like, it was a, it was a tough day at work today. I'm like, ah, come on, you're baby. You know what I mean? Like you gotta get down there and work out or something like that. And he got the whoop and I was like, and it's legit. Like he'll come home after a day of work and he'll have like an 18 out of 21 strain. No um, way. And I'm like, Phew. you know, and he, but like, the thing is, is like when he lifts, like he lifts, right? Like he, he gets in at least a few lifts per week. But I mean, for the people you think about people who aren't doing manual labor, who aren't in physical job, they're working behind mm -hmm. a desk. They are disintegrating. Like they're disintegrating by the day. And yeah. like that, that kind of, that stuff kind of bugs me, right? Like you need to, if you actually want to live that, the funny thing is, is like people think that, um, you know, they can have all the money in the world, um, this, that, and the other thing that they're going to live this free life. No, like what's free is actually being in shape, being able to do the things that you want to do when you have the money. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a saying that health, health is wealth. And you'll talk oh, about, yeah. you'll see lots on Instagram, lots of, Famous business people are like, yeah, you can have all the money in the world, but you know, if you're sick and you know, riddled with disease or injury, but what's the point? And you know, they kind of talk about the orders, you know, order of wealth. Number one is your health and your family, and then you know, your money, your net worth. Um, you know, that's kind of the order of your wealth. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Honestly, I think like that's. When I'm, when I'm done, like, obviously right now we, you and I, we have structure, right? Like you have team lifts, you have team practice. Um, but if I had to choose, right? Like if I was ahead of my job, we were working underdog full-time, theoretically, let's just say we're working underdog full-time. I'm doing my training in the morning. That's like my first mm -hmm. priority. I'm getting it out of the way. Cause I know that there are going to be other things that come up during the day that I won't have control of. And those will have priority at that point in time in the day. Like if it's like, a, you know, a meeting comes up, we have to have a meeting at like three 30 or something like that. And I'm like, ah, well, I mean, I don't really have a choice, right? It's not like I can just say, I got screwed the meeting. I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to get a lift in, right? You know what I mean? So I think that's what people don't think, right? Like they don't think like, okay, if I just get the workout done before my workday starts, I'm not going to have to worry when I get home from work and I got to make cook food or I got to like, you know, 
if you're older, take the kids to practice or something like that. Like, yeah, like life is going to get in the way, but you can get around it. Right. It's about what you prioritize. Making it a priority. Exactly. Yeah. You got to make it a priority. Be a, be a priority. Yeah. You know, a perfect example of prioritizing your health. Uh, you and I on road trips, right. During juniors, we would bring our own yeah. food because we knew we were going to get shit nutrition throughout the whole weekend. Yeah. You know, like you got to think, yeah. you got to think ahead, right? Like you can't just be like in the moment, you know? I know. And I think it's so funny too. Like, yeah, life's going to get in the way. You're going to travel. Um, but it's not an excuse for your diet to tank or to not work out. Like, I think it's always funny that one of the best parts about going to the hotels is checking the hotel gym out. I'm always like, Oh, what's it look like? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, what do they got? Right. Um, but yeah, it's all about making it a priority and anyone can do it. It doesn't, it doesn't take much. Yeah, um, it's obviously a lot easier said than done, but yeah, and I guess making priority. Yeah, and I guess how this relates back to to like what this episode was mainly about, which is the whole food pyramid slash food compass thing, is that prioritizing your health means that you actually have to look into things, right? Like, it doesn't matter who you are, mm. like look a little more, right? Um, and obviously, there's going to be differing points of view. Like when you look at, and you, you made a good point too, right? Like the food that we eat today, it's, it's tough to figure out. It, it is right. Especially if you're not in, you're not an athlete, you're not actually looking into these things on a daily basis. You could look at something and be like, Oh, that might be healthy. Right? Like if I actually look back before I was really focusing on nutrition, really focusing on training, I'm talking like maybe when I was like 11 or 12, when I thought I was eating healthy. Um, but like when you, I actually take inventory of like what I was eating and like, you know, it wasn't, up to par with the standards of today. You know what I mean? For me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, that's the other thing is like, it, it comes with experience. Like you need to learn what works for you and what doesn't. I think that's why there's so much division on certain foods that are deemed like not good for you versus good for you. Like eggs, for example, right? Like they'll, <laughs> they'll be people. That's a perfect example. Cause there's people who are totally against it. And there are people who are It'll totally raise your bored. cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And what the, well, there's good and bad cholesterol, but dietary cholesterol is necessary for building most of your hormones. It's necessary to for the structure of testosterone. Like yeah. as a male, you need dietary cholesterol. But there's people out there that, you know, and yeah, at one point eggs were good, then they were bad, then they were good. Now it's just eat the white. No, yeah. you need the yolk for the vitamin. Well, it's gone back and forth, like you said, but. Yeah, there's so many people. No, cholesterol is bad. All you eat, like even people say to me, I've I've had five eggs. Granted, not when I'm at the dining hall. I'll have omelets and and <clears throat> eggs and whatnot. But when I'm cooking for myself, every morning is five eggs and whatever else. But that's always been a staple. All oh, five eggs every morning. Your cholesterol is going to be so high. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, drives but, me nuts. Um, but and that's that's the other part too. Is like it, but everybody's different though. You know what I mean? Like someone else eating five eggs might have a different they might have a different effect. physiological yeah. response you know what i mean yeah, so totally different but everyone yeah 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 remember I mean, uh remember in juniors when you tried going vegan oh yeah well that's the thing is like i wanted to try it i wanted to see like what all yeah. the rape was about you know what i mean because ultimately like After that it, stupid documentary game changers that was just full of yeah, shit yeah yeah but it was that and i also looked more into it too and i was like all right well let's see if this is something because dude like let's face it there are plenty of athletes nowadays that are vegan like people yeah, do it which 100%. just blows my mind and i it just didn't work for me 
didn't work. You know what I mean? Like I felt weaker. Uh, granted, I was on a heavy like meat based diet before that. So my body was probably just like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, did I send you Lane Norton's? He has a whole story highlight just called Game Changers. If I haven't sent you sent you it already, you should check it out. He breaks down all the claims in that show and just what a load of BS it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the claims, cherry picked data. Um, do you remember they did the the blood vial test and it was like, see, this is what happens when you eat meat, yeah, your yeah. blood's all cloudy. Yeah, that was yeah. just total BS. Like there's yeah. no, it's no such thing. Okay. Um, but he breaks all that down. Yeah. And the Go other, the, no, I was just going to say like, that's a perfect example. You said the cherry picking thing. And I think that's the problem with a lot of studies nowadays. And it's, it's all based on biases, right? Like they'll, yeah. you'll pick a side and they'll pick little pieces of information from a study that'll, that just support their claim. perfectly support yeah. their claims and that's like the issue yeah. with all of media today it doesn't matter what industry it is it could be freaking the news in the morning it could be fitness industry it could be business it could be whatever and people will pick a side businesses will pick a side in the fitness industry especially they'll pick sides and all they mm-hmm. have to do is take the information that they want that that's going to support what they're talking about and that's it even though there's so many different sides so many different angles to everything yeah, and yeah. that's what I like about Lane Norton too. Is he's he's not biased. He's neutral. He looks mm. at the data. Will justify either side. He's not a fan of these. Um, he'll call them the keto zealots or zealots or however he zealots. Yeah, like yeah, like you have the keto and carnivore side of things, and then you have the vegan side of things. Like these people that think that oh, you know, it's my way or the highway. Like this is what you need mm. to do. And, you know, he's not, he doesn't pick a side. He will rebuttal and um, show data against both sides of it. Like, and I think one, Paul Salentino, the guy on Instagram that goes as carnivore MD, mm-hmm. he's a prime example of what, yeah, Lane describes as cherry picking. He'll use data. So it's very persuading because you'll show the study and, you know, this, oh, this stated by, you know, so-and-so, blah, 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 you'll have the, the link. But then if you actually look at it, so for the average viewer, looks great. Like, oh, you know, he made all these claims and look at, he showed the sources. Like, it must be true. And he's but a valid, then, valuable source because he has yeah, so many followers. MD. Yeah, he's yeah. an MD. Yeah. And, you know, Lane will look into it and it's like, no, if you actually read the study and read his source, you can tell that he cherry picked the data. Like it, you know, it may suggest or, you know, it's possible that this can happen, but there's no concrete data to support it. And yeah, it's just he'll cherry pick little claims that support his belief. And, you know, his side of things is that it's it's meat, the animal-based diet. These are the best foods for you to thrive, I think is his saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's against eating leaves, stems, roots, and seeds. Something like that. You only eat the fruit of the plant and meat, and that's the that's how you thrive. This is what we're meant to eat. Well, how do you know what we're meant to eat ten thousand years ago? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. and I don't, I don't think anybody truly knows now either. To be honest with you, no. <laughs> I guarantee you. I've I'm, talked to my. Dad, I'm not I've educated talked, enough. Yeah, and I've talked to my dad about this too because he was he's been in not in the fitness industry, but he's been active participant mm-hmm. in the fitness industry he was a boxer when he was younger same thing with my with my mom she says the same thing she was a bodybuilder so back in their day they talk about the stuff that they used to take for supplements and it, now it's like bands they're banned you know what i mean it's like and the foods you used to eat back then like my dad 
uh, you know, to make weight, he'd eat like canned, uh, canned foods. And like, that was, they, people swore by it to like lose weight. And it was like, nowadays it's like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just, you know, yeah. great. He'd eat like green beans and like no, no proteins and to make weight for his, his, uh, competitions and stuff like that it's like oh my god you look at it That's now it it's was like, like yeah everything changes over time it's like even smoking back then smoking was acceptable it oh that's a perfect there are all these harsh harsh claims um you know any kid today knows that smoking causes cancer you know bad for your health bad just bad in general um everything that's in them the, the process the mechanism of it but back then that's everyone smoked that's how it was hell my grandma started smoking at 13 years old she still smokes to this day like that's insane it was just it was normal i know yeah and we never and we've talked about that too though like and this is kind of going on a tangent now but i guess it's worthy of a conversation um just like how you you can see people who lead unhealthy lives versus people who lead healthy lives some will live longer on the unhealthy side than people on the healthy side. And it makes you wonder, like it really does make me wonder about like ways of living and, and what actually is going to give you longevity. Cause ultimately, right? Like we eat healthy, we train our bodies to live healthy lives and live longer lives and more effective and efficient lives. But okay. What, what, what is it that we're doing that might actually not trigger that? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah I know. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a, Prime example of that, I'll tell you a quick story of just, yeah, you know, people that make the right decisions, they're not living as long as people that make poor decisions. You know, I look at my grandparents on my mom's side of the family. My grandma has smoked since she was 13. She's now 80-some, has no no health conditions. She's healthy. And my grandpa, who also used to smoke, quit smoking cold turkey January 1st of, I forget what year, number of years ago when my, when my mom was young. I'd have to ask her the date, 80-some. 80, 80 okay, so a long uh, time 80 ago. 80 or 90-some. Yeah, a long time ago. Decided, you know, this is when it was becoming known, okay, smoking's bad for you. Quit cold turkey. Well, he gained a bunch of weight as a result because that's, you know, mm-hmm. when you, you quit smoking, you need something, so it's replaced by eating. So he gained weight and he ended up getting sick. He had a a neurological disease called PSP. It's in the Parkinson's family. Not that it was related to smoking or anything like that, but just the way it goes, he ended up getting sick, passed away in 2013. And, you know, you look at the decisions he made, he quit smoking and, you know, he was getting sick. Yeah. Yeah, To lead, lead, lead a healthier life. Exactly. And, you know, he's the one that ends up getting a neurological disease took him in the matter of a few years and yeah and then you look at my grandma and she's smoked her whole life and has no issues and it's like well how, do, how does that work you know oh it's crazy it really is mm-hmm. um and it makes you like <laughs> that's why like conversations like these and people who are take one side or people are like lucky charms like no like you know what are <laughs> they doing <laughs> they, they might be the ones that end up with the better lives the longer lives whatever you know, just don't know you yeah. really don't so at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's like, what what really is the answer? And nobody knows. Nobody really knows. And I think that's why it's an open-ended discussion, especially with food and, you know, dietitians that what they what they preach, what they say is right, what's wrong. I think you just got to go by yourself, by your body. What makes you feel good, right? Like what makes you mm-hmm. most, I, I think, at least for me, right, the reason why I eat the foods that I do is that it makes me feel the most energy. It makes me feel the most productivity throughout the day. 
strength, focus, like all those things are, are what I gauge my diet off of. And I've cut things out of my diet that made me feel sluggish, that made me feel foggy, like things like that, and which were healthy foods that I like, took out of my diet. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. See, that's something I, I give you credit for that because I think that's something I lack is the ability to be self-aware because I think there's so many different factors to go into it. Like, it's okay. Okay, like, do I feel off today because of something I ate? Mm -hmm. Do I feel weak? Like, that's probably the biggest one. Like, okay, the weights felt heavy today. I didn't have much energy. Is it something I ate? Well, no, I ate the same thing yesterday and felt fine, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not very good at gauging. Like, okay, yep, that's what it is. I need to make this change. Um, I'm more, you know, I eat this because I know what it's supposed to do and how I should feel on it. And this is the right decision that I should be making. So, you know, it's almost like a bit of that placebo effect. Like I know this should be good for me, so it, it will be good for me. Yeah. Um, but I think I lack that. Yeah. Um, that ability to be self-aware of, okay. Yeah. You know, I had whatever bacon at breakfast today and i you know i felt yeah, like shit yeah. at two o'clock like is that yeah. it i don't know i lack <laughs> that ability yeah i know but it, it for people who do like struggle with the nutrition side of things i think it's worth like I, I told my sister right she keeps a journal of what she eats every day and i told her like what makes you feel good what doesn't make you feel good mm -hmm. and the things That's that the make you feel it. like 100%. shit cut it out you know what i mean like take it out yep. Um, cause ultimately like you want to feel good. You know what I mean? Like I, for me personally, like I, it's tough too with the schedule of being an athlete and all that stuff. But me personally, I would much rather have smaller meals throughout the day because big meals make me tired after. And it's because your body's digesting the food like that. That's the whole reaction physiologically that happens throughout your body. It's working on digesting the food and then your focus is going to hinder and different aspects so it's like mm. i would much rather have the smaller meals but ultimately scheduling is what it comes down to so it's tough right now but in the future that's what i go for on days that I'm, i don't have such heavy training days well exactly and you'll find people like you said earlier there's things that work for some and and not for others but then there's you know people you'll see online you know most on instagram influencers whatever oh you know if you're eating six meals a day you know whatever, I forget what the one claim was this one guy had that, um, just how bad it was. I think he was saying on your kidneys, you're constantly putting them under pressure. You're never going to live long like that. You need to be eating one to two meals a day. But then it's like, okay, you look at myself as, as an athlete, how am I going to function off one to two meals a day? Like, are you out of your mind? Like, it, uh, Realistically, I eat whenever I can. I yeah. literally eat whenever I can. Like right now I'm doing Every couple of hours right now. I'm doing lift, skate, run, lift, skate, run. Like that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I'm training for the ultra. So I have to run as much as I can, but I always run mm -hmm. when I'm already fatigued because I, I, I want to be, it's once again, it comes down to priorities. Like yeah. I want to be most prepared for my lift and skate than for the run. Like the run's the last thing and I can be tired for that because ultimately at the race, I'm going to be tired anyway. Yeah, so I might, tired. As well practice, <laughs> I might as well practice being tired. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just like, you got to, people, you have to think, like think about what you're doing, like actually break it down and like strategize of like what's going to work best for me. But so many people mm -hmm. just wing it. Just wing it. You know what I mean? You got to like have some structure, have some organization and thought into what you're actually doing um yeah yeah i mean i think we uh we pretty much broke it down as, as much as we could or at least talked about it. i i don't like 
putting tags on anything or labels on anything because I'm just not qualified to do that. But I, I like having the I conversation see. about these things because it's important to have the conversation and, and give your opinion out there. And I think there's just so many different opinions on various topics that like the best thing that people can do is just have your own opinion based on the resources and sources that you can collect the information that you can collect you need to make your own you know critically critically think for yourself and come up with your own perception of something so um that's that's it for today's episode um next one we will have a guest so stay tuned for that next week and we'll see you on the next episode